vigorously screw in the inflatable pooch, this is the enthusiastic but winded Matthew Sanborn Smith and his entirely condom-covered podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Before we dig down deep into today's show, check your gullet and you'll discover that we still have a little bit of yesterday's show coming back up on us. First, a warning that I'm going to mispronounce a couple of names of people who live way beyond the sea. Jeppe Vilstrup Holm, who dreams of mangoes in the less-than-tropical land of Denmark, tells me that Nobel Prize winner Andre Game was the first person to levitate frogs using magnets. Since Yepa's specified game was first, I have to assume that other people have also levitated frogs using magnets, and the whole thing is only one celebrity endorsement away from becoming a fad. Come on, Oprah, this is what your career has been building toward. I should point out that Game did not win the Nobel Prize for frog levitation, but when that category is finally added, I'm sure he'll be in. Let's see, you got your Peace Prize, Physics, Chemistry, Literature, Medicine, Economics, Frog Levitation. And if there's ever a Nobel Prize in the field of frog vomit, which I prefer to think of as vermit, he's sure to be in the running. He'd better build a bigger mantle. The best part of all this is the video Yep appointed me to, which I can now point you to, too, in the show notes on the homepage, wherein we watch the frog float around in midair. Don't write to me about cruelty to animals. Any fool can tell that this frog is having an absolute blast, as in moments, everything it's ever known about the physical world has been utterly destroyed and it is completely powerless in this strange and terrifying new realm. Now that's what I call fun. The frog launcher is within our grasp. On a related note, today's story is about shoes. How is that related? Well, shoes are the most popular accessory on the market for stepping on frogs. Yeah, floating around in terror and confusion doesn't seem so bad now, does it, frog? Come with me for a beneath the soul's look at the secret lives of sinister shoes. I feel like there should be some sort of theme music for this. Well, yeah, there's that crappy regular stuff we always play. Waiting for the story. Kind of the point of the show. All right, I'm sorry. You're not completely crappy. The Secret Lives of Sinister Shoes by Matthew Sanborn Smith. A shoe is a bad thing by itself, without a human master to foot it. Its basic function is to step on things, and that's how it sees the world. Look at that, it says. Ooh, I'll bet I could step all over that. It is one of the lowest things to the ground, and yet it seeks to climb, always, by stepping on other things. It'll step on your grandmother, given a third of a chance. When confronted, it denies everything and blames everything on a so-called evil twin, a mirror image of itself. Shoes, left on their own, burrow beneath the ground during the day and lie in wait. When you hear faraway laughter, you can bet it's a shoe somewhere below. A shoe doesn't need to sleep, so it spends the day thinking about its former master or mistress, thinks about them frantically spouting, Where's my shoe? Have you seen my shoe? And this makes it giggle incessantly. Evil things, shoes. At night it comes out and joins with other fugitive shoes. They run in packs, but mostly stick to their own breed, as stilettos can't keep up with tennis shoes, and penny loafers are the natural enemies of flip-flops. If you're bothered by a screeching cat outside your window at night, you can take some comfort in knowing that it's probably screeching because it's just been trampled by a pack of wild pumps. There is a tiny bit of good in everything. If this story shod your pet, you can do the two-step with it and other waltzing Matildas at my Payless blog source, the 1000.blogspot.com, or shake a leg and get on the good foot right here at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Get on your soapbox, though you may have to travel back to 1930 to find one, in the comments for this post, or chickpea mail me so we can figure out whether I'm talking about a tasty legume or a pornographic water sport at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Or attempt a golden garbanzo shower at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com, and let me tell you, that hurts like a mother on the way out. Signal all the coolest ass SFs like San Francisco, Sarah Ferguson, or even Salty Focaccia by way of sfsignal.com. 
Super friends! And while you're SFing away, why don't you subscribe ferociously by biting down hard on the little glob of orange that is the show's RSS feed. Or crack your teeth on iTunes and give me a 5 by cuspid or 10 monocuspid review since you're just standing there doing nothing anyway. Keep on trucking and keep on tweeting by thrusting your enormous left foot into the territory known as twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Send us money so my lonely mango can visit his cousin in Panama. Or maybe it's Omaha, I don't know. You try talking to the creepy little thing sometime. By clicking on the donate button on the home page. Send plenty or else it's going to be a one-way trip. Perhaps I've just disincentivized you, but I'll reach out to you later and we'll partner on our mission statement. This podcast shovels out the slop in the prison cafeteria of love with a long-handled wooden Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 unported license. Until we hook up on the down low, this is Matthew Sanborn Smith saying, if you'll be my horseshoe, I'll be your hand grenade and we can get close. But no cigar, please. Good night. <laughs>